Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Shane Britt, and it is such an honor to have you join our podcast today. I pray that you will find something uplifting and encouraging in the word you are about to hear. Also, please feel free to connect with us via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm so excited about what you're about to hear. Let's dive right in. We're going to be reading in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. We're going to start with verse number 11. Wherefore, convert yourselves together and edify one another, even, even as also ye do. And ye beseech ye, brethren, to know them which labor among you and over, over you in the Lord and admonish you. And to esteem every, every very highly, I'm sorry, to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And that peace among yourselves. Now, now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the, the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil. Unto any man, but for but every follow which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. As I began to read and study, and Pastor came to me this, this weekend, and I want to say I thank him for allowing me to stand behind this sacred desk and be able to speak to his sheep. But as I, I was begin to read, and in our reading and all, and I would skip through different uh, books of the Bible and start, you know, reading. And Lord dropped something on my heart, and I'd go to another chapter. I'd start reading, and when I come across this, I started reading on it. And then, not knowing that Sunday night Pastor was going to ask me to minister here tonight, and as I began to read and as I began to study even more, it come to me the importance of one another. And that would be our title tonight. It is important for us to be able to depend on one another. And I have a little, as I was reading also in like daily devotion and stuff, I come across this little poem thing, or I guess a little short story is what you could call it. It's really not much to do with the, with the importance of one another, but it was a, an old Cherokee chief. He was talking to his son, and, and the title of it was the, uh, the Two Wolves. It says, an old Cherokee chief sat down to teach his grandson about life. There's a fight going on inside me, he tells the young boy. A fight between two wolves. One wolf is evil. It's full of malice, anger, grief, self-pity, and false pride. The other is good. It's full of peace, love. Joy, kindness, and hum, uh, humility. This same fight is going on inside everyone else on the face of the earth. 
The grandson was quiet. He was pondering the revelation for the moment before asking. He says, Grandfather, which wolf will win? The old man, he looked at his grandson. He replied, the one you feed. And as I begin to let that sink in, what am I feeding? Is what I'm feeding myself, is what I'm feeding my mind, is that what's going to help my neighbor? Is that what's going to help my brother? Is that what's going to be able to, I can link arms with him and I can, I can hold him up in a time of trouble when he may be weak, when he may be going through something. Is it something, if, am I feeding myself, am I feeding my flesh, am I feeding my mind, am I feeding my heart with the things that is of God, am I feeding myself with the things that's going to have an, a brighter look out on, on life, am, am, I, am I reaching for, for higher heights in the Lord, am I, am I sitting there or putting things in me that's going to have a brighter outlook to where I can reach arms, lock arms with my brother and say, hey, I know you may be weak right now, but let my faith, let my strength pick you up and hold you for just one more mile because you never know what you're going to be facing. You never know what your neighbor, what your brother next, sitting right next to you may be going through. And, I, I, you know, it's, it's a blessing, and I thank God for it. It ain't nothing but a testimony. But as I look back, as I was, as I was studying, I was looking back over my life and and at a point when I had turned my back on God, well, before I turned my back on God, it was very easy for me to, I mean, I could just open the Bible, and I, I mean, it's just like verses that just pop out at me, and, and, and the Lord would just start filling me with different things, and, you know, and then I, I walked through this dark, a dark time in my life where I wished I had that brotherly friend. I wished I had that person that would just lock arms with me and said, hey, I know you're struggling right now. I know you're weak right now. I know you're going through some things, but at that point in time, I didn't have that brother and I wind up I turned my back on God and and I was sitting there and I, I was I remember looking across the room I got out on drugs and all and and many of y'all already know the story and I was sitting across the room at what I thought was a friend and I was hearing him carry on conversations with somebody that wasn't even in a room with us because it was a voices that was inside of his head. It was things that he had done injected in his body that was making him see things and hear things that wasn't even nowhere near, wasn't even nowhere around him. But it was because there was a war going on in his mind. There was a war going on in his flesh. There was something taking place in his life that he couldn't, he couldn't reach and grab hold of. He, he didn't have the help. He didn't have what he needed to be able to fight against it. And I've heard him sit there and talk to the people that has done, died, and gone on. And, and they would be carrying on full conversations with him. And you'd say, hey, what are you talking about? Who are you talking to? And they would start trying to tell you who they're talking to and, and, and what they're talking about. And, and I mean, they was had done got out of I mean lost their mind completely and I was as I said remember witnessing this on a on a, in a personal level and just it, and staring across the window I mean the the room at them and watching people honestly stand for hours and when I say hours I'm talking about 12 and 13 hours watching somebody stand in one spot and never move watching out the window because they was thinking they was hearing something. They thought they had seen something. I mean, this, this, they had been feeding themselves with things that was, had corrupted their mind. They was feeding the wolf that was going on inside their head. And I, was, I wasn't at a place where I could leak arms with them and say, hey, I'm going to pick you up because I know you're struggling right now. I know you're going through some things right now. But I wasn't at a place where I could just reach down and say, hey, I know you're struggling and I know you need help, but I'm not in a place where I can help you right now. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of a good, good preacher I love to hear, hear preach, and I know the ones that work with me today, they got to hear him as well because I just love to hear preaching. He tells a story that him and his wife was on vacation. And uh, he said he loves to do research. He loves to, you know, to go in and, and he loves to just see nature and all that. Well, he, he said they went to the Redwood Forest. He said he got there and they began to do the, he was walking around. He was looking at the charts, looking at the things, you know, reading about the Redwoods and all. And, anybody, and most of you know that most of your trees, if it's, a hundred foot out of the ground, a root system most of the time is nearly a hundred foot in the ground. Usually for every how high the tree is, that's how deep the root systems are. And I remember even studying a little bit on it because when I when Katrina come through, watching the palm trees would be by themselves and they'd be almost bowed double. And I was wondering how in the world could they withstand that kind of wind and not break off. But I realized that the, the root system, if for every foot it grows up, it has to grow down a foot. And it always grows deeper before it grows up. And as I was listening to this preacher today, he was talking about the redwoods. And he said he was reading on that thing and it said the root system, the average redwood is 300 feet high. 300 foot tall. He said, and uh, he was reading on it. And he said the root system is on average three foot deep. He said he stopped right there. And he said he had to go find a park ranger. And he said, uh, he said sir, he said, I, I know it's just a mistake. I know it's just it's something that's, it's, you know, just a, a misprint. He said, but I want to tell you, he said, I think y'all have a misprint on that, on the root system on that redwood tree. He said, it said the average redwood is 300 feet tall. He says, you're right. He said, and it says the average root system is only three foot deep. He said, yes, sir. He said, that's a mistake. He said, because he said the wind would blow it over. And he told him, he said, did you finish reading that? He said, no, I didn't. He said, you need to go back and finish reading it. He said, because on an average redwood, he said, they are three foot, I mean, 300 foot tall. The root systems are three foot deep. He said, but what you don't understand, he says, an average root system on a redwood, he said, will expand up to a mile or further. He says, and what they do, he said, they lock arms with one another. They lock root systems with one another. They begin to twist and mingle with one another. He said, so the whole time when that redwood, the wind is blowing on that one redwood, he said, it's blowing on the one right beside it as well. And that's what this church needs to be. It needs to have enough strength within ourselves that when the wind starts blowing on one of us, it's blowing on the other one as well. Because if that root system on, that, on them trees, if they can hold one another up, what more can we do in the power of God. We need, to be, we need to be able to lock arms one another and say, hey, I know right now you may be weak. You had, may, maybe, maybe something has knocked you down. Maybe it's your health that's got you down. Maybe it's something going on in your mind. Maybe it's a marriage. I don't know what's going on, but I'm here to tell somebody tonight, if you would just lock arms with your neighbor, if it don't matter what the wind may blow against you, we've already been heard, we've been told in this place, we need to let the wind of the Holy Ghost start blowing in here. And that's what we need more than anything. We need to be able to be strong 
long enough to say, hey, I'm going to lock arms with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stay down beside you no matter what you're going through. I'm not going to let you go down easy, but I'm going to hold you up in the time of need. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. He went on to say that one of the park ranger told him, he said, you know, he said, we've seen trees in this forest. He said that would be, look, he said, would appear to be dead. He said, no life. He said, if it was us, we would cut the trees down. He said, but we wouldn't do that. He said, we would give it time. He said, because what we didn't realize, he said, the other trees wasn't letting go. The other trees wasn't giving up on them. The other trees was just hanging on to them and wouldn't let them fall. They wouldn't let them, they wouldn't let them give up on life. He says, and after, he said, he said, they've actually seen it after three to four years of a tree looking dead. He said, next thing they know, they go by it and it'd be a little bitty green leaf here. And then there'd be another little green leaf there. He said, what they was doing, they was nurturing that, nurturing that tree right back to life again. They was letting their nutrients go back into the root system of that tree. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to let things that's in our life, we've got to let it mingle with the ones that's next to us. Uh, if Brother Chris, if you're going through something, I need to have enough power of the Holy Ghost in me and enough prayed up to where I can reach hold and say, hey, I'm going to hang on to you. I'm going to hang on to your root system. I'm going to let go. I'm not going to let go. I don't care what may be coming my way. I'm going to hang on to you because I know that in the end, uh, there's going to be some life come back into your life. Uh, we've got some backslid children in this place, uh, but if we give up on their root system, uh, if we give up and say, hey, uh, I'm going to go ahead and let go it don't look like things are going to change in your life right now so I'm going to let go on some things but if we'll hold on and say hey it may look like all things is dead and there's no life left back in you but I'm going to hang on just a little bit longer I'm going to hang on just one more year I'm going to hang on just one more year until you finally you're going to see them walk through them doors and you're going to be able to say hey I'm glad I didn't let go I'm glad I held on to what I know what God was going to do. Hallelujah, Jesus. My, my, my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, if the park rangers had to cut the tree down, if they would have just cut it off the roots, they would have been taking one more life. I know it's just a tree, but there's still a, a, a something that God, he, he planted the seeds. God, God lets the things grow. God, God pours things in them. He lets the sun shine. He lets the rain fall. He lets the wind blow where it may. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. The wind may be blowing in your life. The storm may be blowing in your life. You may not know what's going to be going, taking place tomorrow. But I'm here to tell you, if you'll just hold on just a little bit longer, if you'll hold on and pray just a little bit more, hallelujah, then God can start energizing you. He can start putting things back into you that, that, that the enemy has tried his best to take away. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. When God filled you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I, I, can't, I can't tell you that since when, once you receive it, that everything's going to be good. 
I can't tell you that you're not going to have some mind games that's going to be going on in your head. I can't tell you that the wind's not going to blow against you and try to blow you over. But I can tell you tonight that as long as you pray, as long as you have a prayer life with God, a walk with God, as long as you keep your head in the Word and say, Hey, God, God, I know I don't see things, God, right now clearly, Lord. But God, give me the vision, God. God, give me the truth, oh God. God, give me wisdom, God. Give me understanding understanding, Lord. God, that I may be able to go through this valley, God. God, that I can walk through this trial, Lord. God, and I can come out victorious, God, on the other side. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I used to work at a machine shop. And they would take steel. And when they would get ready to weld this steel, this ain't even in my notes. I don't even know why it's come to my mind. But they would take this steel and they would put it in a furnace and they would start heating it up. So they would just get this the steel to a certain temperature before they'd even start welding on it. And then once they got through welding on it, they would put it back in another furnace and heat it up and it would be cherry red. And I asked a guy one time, I said, why in the world do they do that? I said, does that weaken the steel? He said, no, it purifies it. He said, it starts taking the, the, all the impurities. It starts just burning it out to where it would hold up. and it, it won't crack under the pressure anymore. Well, that's the problem with a lot of saints today. We're afraid to get up here to the front because we're afraid that the fire might get a little bit too hot for us. And there's some things that's inside of us that we're afraid. We're afraid that might just start easing out. God might start delivering us from them and then we won't have that, 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 that feeling of them anymore. But I'm here to tell you that's where we need to be at. We need to be as close to the front. We need to be at a red hot altar every day of our life. We need to start saying, God, God, if there's anything, God, that's in me right now, Lord, God, God, I want you to purify me, God. God, let the fire of the Holy Ghost, God, God, start burning in my life, Lord. God, start taking it out, God. God, taking things, God, that, that, that I don't even realize, Lord. God, is hindering me, God, for a closer walk with you, Lord. God, take it away, God. God, I'm asking you right now, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. My Lord, my Lord, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Have your way right now, God. Have your way right now, God. Hallelujah. That's why the Word says we have to pray without ceasing. Hallelujah. And it, it, I mean, you read in the Word and you'll find multiple scriptures where it's what we're talking about connecting with your brother. It's talking about being able to strengthen in your brother. Hallelujah. How, who, who all have you called this week? Or how many texts have you sent out this week trying to lift a brother up? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I tell my wife all the time, and I ain't trying to put them on the spot or nothing like that, but I tell my wife all the time, I don't get to work with my brother-in-law every day. But when I do, it's something I, I really enjoy doing. Because it's we, we, there's... We connect on another, a different level. We like to talk about the Bible. We like to talk about, we like to listen to preaching together and discussing things like that. And it's, it's something that's, it, it, it touches me in a lot of ways. I enjoy it. Josh, I enjoy working with you. It's uh, the relationship there. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a bond. And he, he, he lifts me up. 
whether he knows it or not, I, I go home and I tell my wife, you know, you know, I can be having a bad day, but I can get around him and we start talking and we start talking about the word. We start talking about things in our life we can, can relate to and we talk about ministry and it just picks my spirit up. He pushes me. Whether he realizes or not, he pushes me. He pushes me to want to make it to that next level. As I, as I grew cold in the Lord, like I said, it was very easy for me to be able to just open my Bible. Because, I, of course, I mean, I stayed in the Word a lot and read books and all that. But it was very easy for me to open the Bible and just, the Lord just start pouring things in me. And I realized after I came back to God... It was like it was even harder for me to, I mean, I could open the Word, I could study, I could study, I could pray. I said, God, just give me something. And it was like it was even harder and harder for me to, to really connect and get exactly all the material that I felt like I needed or I felt like, I, you know, for the sermon and all. And I would pray and God, would, He would start dropping some things in me. And, and then as He'd drop a few things, I'd go start studying and trying to search and try to find more to go with that. And next thing I know, He'd finally he'd drop, he'd drop something else in me. And it was, I said, okay, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? What, what, what am I lacking at, God? What am I doing? What am I lacking? Where, where am I going wrong at, Lord? And a lot of times, I'm just going to be, just be transparent with you. A lot of times, it's because I hadn't had enough prayer. I could pray, but I hadn't had enough prayer. And the more I'd start to pray, the more the Lord started giving me. The more I'd open my word and start reading, the, the more the Lord started giving me. And I said, okay, God, I understand where you're going with this. I understand what you're doing. I remember walking in a church service. Church I grew up in, I, there was only a couple ministers there, not very many. And uh, the pastor, he worked a full-time job as well. Walked in on a Wednesday night, had no idea the pastor wasn't going to be there. Didn't get a phone call or nothing. Well, the Bible talks about be, be ready in, in season, out of season. You better be ready. I was sitting in my normal spot and. At the, I mean, it's my uncle. He goes to church there as well. He come to me. He said, hey, I mean, this was like 10 minutes before church started. He said, hey, uh, you're preaching tonight. And I asked him, I said, well, where's the pastor at? He said, he's not going to be here. He's in Louisiana. He had to work late. I said, yes, yes, sir. Kind of dropped my head a little bit because, you know, I said, Lord, am, am I really, 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 really? I get it out in a minute, really ready for this. And uh, Lord told me, he said, I've been preparing you already. I told my uncle, I said, can I have just a few minutes? He says, yes, sir. He went and unlocked the office, and I went in there, and I said, God, I said, I, I know, Lord, that there's a reason behind this. I said, I don't know the reason yet, but I know there's a reason behind this. And the Lord just automatically just started pouring just. I remember it like it was yesterday. Just started pouring things in my life. Pouring things in my spirit. I had a, I, I, would, I would say I had a, a real close walk with God. Not to boast or brag, but I had, a, I had a real close walk with God. And the Lord just really started pouring things in me for that night. And as I walked out of the pastor's office, and I walked out to the front, walked to the pulpit... I didn't know who was going to be in service that night. 
90% of the time, the minister don't know who's going to be in service that night. But God spoke some things in that service that night, and I watched people come to the altar. But if I hadn't have been prayed up, if I hadn't have been where I needed to be in God, I would not have been able to see the blessings. I would not have been able to see God perform miracles and perform things in people's life that He did that night. That's why it's, it's so important for us to hold fast. It's so important for us to pray. It's so important to have that close walk with God. It's so important for us to be able to say, hey, you know, I want to be strong. I want to be stronger in the Lord. Because like I've already said, you never know what your brother's going through. And the wind may be blowing hard on him right now. But it's up to us to be able to hold fast and, and to pick him up and say, hey, let me pray for you. Let me hold you up right now. Let me hold your arms up right now. Because I know you're weak. I know you're struggling. So let me lift you up. Hallelujah. If we could all just stand right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Maybe it's somebody that was maybe watching tonight on the internet. And we welcome you. We thank you for, for viewing but if it's someone on, online that's it may be going through something, if it's somebody in here that's going through something, whether it's whether it's physical or whether it's mental or or maybe you just I ain't saying you backslid, but maybe you just you you're feeling a little cold, you're feeling a little little dry. You need God to pour into you something. You need to be refreshed, be refreshed. Maybe, maybe God's wanting to use you in another area and and you're kind of waiting to say, God, I need that answer. I need, what you, I, I need a direction. I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know what you're facing right now. I don't know what, the, what it is in your life that you need answers on. But you're at the right place tonight. You've got brethren here. You've got sisters here that will link arms with you and say, hey, whatever it is that you're praying for, we're going to be here with you. We're gonna...